0: You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show.
1: J.K.L. Engineering, folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering, let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system, energy-efficient, quiet Folks, it's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's a.m. 1380 or 99.9 9 FM. You can always listen online at DiPietro.com. It's time for our segment, Petro Debate. With me is one of my siblings who happens to be a columnist for the Sun Chronicle. It's Donna Perry. And, uh, DJ, I want to start off with, I thought, a very powerful editorial in the Wall Street Journal, the economic lockdown catastrophe. And one of the things that the Wall Street Journal points out, is how we were being told we need to shut down the virus, shut down the economy in order to kill the virus. And the narratives now change to, well, we need to learn to live with the virus. And as they point out, if that was the case with the jobs report and everything else, you know, in, a, in essence, why did we shut down the economy if now we're trying to learn how to live with the virus?
2: Yes, and uh, great to be with you, um, J.D. I thought that... Um piece from the New York Times was it was almost like a turning point for the larger conversation that's going around about this I really do because I think there is now the sense away from as you say we're really in this second phase that we have to learn to live around the virus uh, and that goes to all that you're seeing where people are you know the rallies and and uh, all the enthusiasm around that but also all the necessity for that Um, And I think there's a growing sense, both Rhode Island, uh, Mass, and around the country, J.D., that, as you say, that maybe they got this wrong a little bit. And I think that's really going to fuel the reopening movement. and, And also, you know, people are starting to really break down these, like, very strict um, limitations that could really hamper a, a business's ability to reopen. I thought it was a critical piece. It also, I thought, one of the important pieces of this, as we have been told through through these months since all this began, they have to follow the data, right? So here's what the data is telling us. More than 50% of the deaths, unfortunately, are, nurse, are in nursing homes. And largely is a very advanced age of fatalities and or workers related to that and i'll tell you i think it's time for states including rhode island to recognize you may have a nursing home problem right as much as you have anything else and and rhode island certainly showed up to having actually i believe it's the fourth worst record on that it's 80 percent, about 79 percent of the deaths and um you know and and that's really, uh, and that's going to be hard for the governor, you have to start squaring that because how do you reconcile that with over here where you're telling active workers, entrepreneurs, and business owners, you know, when 80% of the deaths we know are in these confined settings. So I thought you're right. I thought it was a turning point piece, and it raises a lot of new questions about how this entire thing was handled and maybe mishandled from the beginning.
1: Well, let's, and and as you said, and, and it is, you have to look at, as you say, the data, but in Massachusetts, the, the average age, median age is 82 years old that has died. Rhode right. Island is right there, 81, 82. I, I believe it's even higher. It's close to 75% of the deaths were nursing homes. And yet the governor is rolling out these very complicated, hard to understand restrictions saying we're going to, you know, go slow. And, and I think it also it shouldn't be lost on people that the people that are directing it right now, the governor, all his people, not, all her people, none of them are in any danger of losing their jobs. Uh, none of them right. have lost an, an, an ounce or, you know, a hint of any uh, any type of money. Not one state worker has been laid off. It's just are they living in the same reality as the small business owner who's looking at all these restrictions saying, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it.
2: Right. And and they have every right to be concerned about that. And as you have pointed out for weeks, John, sometimes it's a question. It's like she's Ramondo. It needs to be pointed out is actually becoming an outlier in how she is prescribing some of these regulations. Right. Um. But, and she's really going it's really going to get very contentious as it already is with newport and what newport tourism means to the coffers of the state of rhode island cannot yep. be overstated and these when you see some of these people the restaurants um the tavern that was mentioned in the net you know yes. street journal griswold's tavern they, this guy knows what he's talking about he's saying listen you're telling me i can only have whatever oh i us be outside 20 tables when you think about her limits jd five diners, which I don't un- even understand why a that up a It's a made yeah. up number. I mean, if you want to be, you could say, what, three couples, would that be six people? Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. But at it, worse. it's, it's dangerous because she's actually going to put them out of business. Uh, and then when you look at the fact that even in mass, for instance, that big encore um, resort, uh, yes. you know, casino, they're, they're not just reopening. She's there. Mass is allowing hotels to open and no one in mass is going to be told this ridiculous thing that you have to quarantine if you're from out of state. Yep. To come do lodging. And I, I don't understand uh, why that they're going to continue. They're not going to do that as far as I know, after June one. OK, no. so you're going to have the encore. You're going to have Cape Cod hotels. These are options that people who might have gone to Newport they're going to say you know what we're not coming here to quarantine
1: you know and you know what's interesting is uh governor mundo was even asked about the newport hotels and she said well i i never shut down the hotels well let's step back for a minute if you stop uh, new yorkers coming into rhode island and you know the national guard is there and if you come in you have to quarantine for 14 days you're not going to people from rhode island going to stay in those hotels and if you're if you're planning a long summer weekend so what does that mean? You check in and then you stay in the hotel the entire time? Or well, you rent a beach house for a week and you can't even leave the beach house because you have to stay in the beach house all week? That This is absolutely ludicrous what's going on. But what is – there's this dividing line of people, and it's right there on the highway, the sign that, that the DOT put out, stay home, save lives. That, as we know, it, it is a myth when there's no one in their 20s, 30s, 40s, no one under 50 right. in the state has even – succumb to anything like this. So what are you talking about? That is a false narrative, seemingly used to give to just use more
2: power. Absolutely. And it's it, John, that that marketing slogan, really now, should come down. Yeah. And I, I've said this before. What what people like Romando and some of these other governors, what they're beginning to suffer from and the setback and the pushback is coming because the public is now, as we say, much more educated and yep. informed about who this this hideous disease hits who it doesn't okay so we were told back in march the narrative was everyone in the american public from an infant to 90 is equally at risk of being almost like you would die of the virus um i mean i'm sorry i feel like that was the original narrative now i don't fault them we saw what was going around the world um so naturally they did these draconian things. They emptied every American college campus. There's now, by the way, there's some look back about that and saying, okay, so in mid-March, you sent all these young people, maybe they were asymptomatic, flying on planes all over the U.S. Yes. So maybe they should have, and that's a different question, should have they stayed on in isolation right where they campuses. Were. Yes. Um, so there's all kinds of mistakes that have occurred. But now is mid-May and now is now. And the public is, um, as we say, uh, you know, even the New York Times, which has had the drumbeat of the gloomy reports, you want to follow the data. So now you have to say to people like Governor Raimondo, okay, well, then you need to follow the data. And I just want to point out uh, one criticism that I see repeatedly. Go ahead. And I do think it's a PR angle with dr scott um i think they're very sensitive to the massive loss of the percentage wise of of nursing home deaths and she to me she does she kind of like hides and cushions this term of she just repeatedly says in congregant settings yeah (laughs) and and no i mean and i think if you watch other governors no one says that like that that's right nursing homes if yes cuomo baker they're not afraid to say it. It's the reality. And I think she's kind of cushioning it behind this like overly medical science term. Um, We know what she's talking about and they're trying to cushion it. So despite everything, Team Ramondo is always playing politics. They're always playing the spin. And I think that's apparent. And and I, I applaud you and other media are trying to say, "Excuse me, I think you have a nursing home problem." Yeah, and Any- so, so don't bankrupt every you know guy that owns a little restaurant.
1: Well, and even um, you know the new way that now the press she's having her daily briefings at the Veterans Auditorium. The way everyone's spaced out, yeah. anyone that takes a moment to look at that that could have been going on all along. Uh, that's what was being done in other settings. But the governor preferred an option in a setting, she did, where the media was not allowed there. There was no one allowed to question her. And the setting that they have right now, I think that's a danger when they un- they roll things out that if you really step back in your objective, you say, boy, this could have been done. And some of the times, literally two months ago, if not, you know, a month ago, six weeks ago.
2: Right, Right, John. And you've been right on this all along. By the way, just an outside question um and maybe worth someone finding this out it, as far as i know the vets auditorium and we know they're certainly losing a lot of business they normally had at this time of year because of all the high school graduations yes. that hosted there is the state of rhode island giving them a fee for now they're like using this as a press conference setting maybe not i'm just curious
1: i'll try to find that out i'll try to yeah. find that out folks yeah. it's john DePietro again coming up um our segment to Petro debate. We are going to talk about how the virus has hit the the, uh, the White House, also the, the Biden campaign, the business community in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a lot more with Donna Perry right here on the John DePetro Show. This portion of the John DePetro Show is brought to my MEGA MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508 336 7801. 508 336 7801. Now, What exactly do they do, mega professionals? They're here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part time, full time, weekend work, uh, local, AKA sleep at home drivers, class AB, non CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor. Healthcare professionals, office professionals, you need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801
0: for MEGA a Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified
1: Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now spring is the time. You can text Jared free same day text estimate 401-617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel certified softwash let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home the side of your home on your pavement on your patio maybe it's on the basketball court bethel certified softwash they have a great facebook page jared the before and after pictures are just incredible what your home could look like or your garage your property with bethel certified softwash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel certified soft wash, power wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, My goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, It did get a bath from Bethel Certified Softwash. Text Jared, free same day text estimate, 401 617 2585. Find them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. It's going to make your property, your home, your deck, your walkway, any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash folks it's john DePietro weekdays again 11 to 2 with me is uh, one of my siblings who is a columnist for the sun chronicle it's donna perry let's talk about the national front uh starting with uh it has been difficult and obviously very uncomfortable for the trump campaign that not only has the virus uh, really gone all over the country, but even touched right inside the White House.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, in some ways, it was almost inevitable that, you know, this would happen. So now that's, and that's certainly the narrative of of where the media is going with it this particular week. Um, And, you know, I do think the commander-in-chief, the vice president, I mean, that's, you know, you have to be very careful. They have pointed out they are tested, I believe, daily, Um, And but it did happen Um, when people are working in these very, very long hours, seven days a week, as all of them that involved in these planning and task forces. You know, I don't think it's actually humanly possible for anyone to say you're going to have a mask on your mouth and breathing for if you're putting in 14, 15 hour days, by the way. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of this like gotcha stuff that that you are getting, you know, from some of the national reporters um but it is in the white house uh it is a concern all they can do is separate um I, I think it's you know pence's um press secretary who happens to be married to steve miller who's also very tied into trump so um you know that obviously that is not something they want to see and they 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 have to manage that i think it does raise um issues of where going forward uh, it always seems to get back to this argument, J.D., about testing. Are we doing it right? Are we not doing enough? Um, and I just want to point out on that just quickly, though, that there, there's really beginning to be uh, a division of that issue where at this juncture is more the immunity test, these antigen tests they talk about, going to be as, maybe more important than the idea that you're you're not going to test 300 million people it's just not what you're going to do right and this has been repeatedly i think very misreported um on this story but so you know we'll just have to see where it goes i mean they are tested daily um and you know i don't know that again we've we've said there's been a disconnect with the media reporting when you have cases do not equal hospitalizations and that's, that's right. just really not emphasized enough
1: it's really not because all the positive cases uh that that really in some ways it, i i don't know how else to describe it but in some ways that that number doesn't mean anything if the person has no symptoms they're going out of business or they're at home why they continue right. to report that i don't know i want to jump back just for a moment actually what we were talking about with newport it was in the wall street journal griswold's tavern and the man uh, that owns it did a posting on facebook 34 years in business, and he said, you know, this is just not the way I wanted to make it to 35 years. This isn't the way I thought I would go out. But what's so telling about that is these new restrictions that Dr. Scott and the governor are putting in. Dr. Scott, all due respect, they're not business people. And the governor, you'd never know that she had a background in business. If you go to a restaurant, you know, limited people, uh, you have to leave all your information for contract tracing. And here you have someone and the Wall Street Journal wrote about it where they're looking at the landscape saying, I can't survive this way. And therefore, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to take out, but I'm not going to reopen.
2: Absolutely. And and that's what the, guy, the Griswold Tavern guy, and I hope a lot of them, they've got to really understand what's going on here. And they have to be this is not a moment to be polite or to worry about currying favor with her which is a lot of what, you know, sometimes happens in Rhode Island. Um, Where is the Newport Chamber of Commerce? They are, I know they're in levels of these conversations, but this is going to be, these are going to be make or break, almost like do or die uh, decisions that could have fateful consequences uh, on a huge piece of Rhode Island, John. I mean, the tourism of Newport, Really carries a lot of revenue for the state, um, and so, like you say, I don't know who it, Dr. Scott and Ramondo and a little circle and Brett Smiley, you know, should should not be necessarily who's all weighing in. I'll give you a contrast. In Massachusetts, Charlie Baker's got the reopening advisory board. Now, the board itself is made up of twenty individuals that equally represent industry sectors, right? So he's got a hospitality and restaurant people, right? He's, they have his ear, they, they talk to him every day and supposedly on top of that, he allowed in and they did take written input from something like 2000 different businesses all over the state. So, you know, he takes this stuff very seriously. It's being professionally done. They, like I say, they're working on protocol. They are not saying you can't have hotel guests. That's not what he would consider a real reopening. Right. And they're not doing five people, only five diners are allowed. And I don't know that they're doing reservation in advance either, which I think when you talk about a summer tourism thing, and I think, J.D., that's a very important point for some of this stuff. Who's going to make a reservation to go to a tavern? I don't know. And I or, you know, or, or even well,
1: let's just say around. let's let's go. You and I are going to meet for coffee. Not only do you know. So. All right. So we're going to sit outside. That's fine. We're going to just order a coffee. We have to give our contact information. You can't use the restroom. But on top of that, it's difficult for as we're finding the employee, the waiter, waitress, whoever that, you know, they yeah. have to come to us. And you have to if you have five people, you have to take down everyone's addresses. Um, it, it, it just, it doesn't work into the equation. People get frustrated. There was the ice cream store that tried to open. And when they're trying to follow all these guidelines, the, you know, the, the crowd is getting angry. Uh, they, they're having a tough time, you know, trying to move things along. You're, you're making the process that much longer. So when people say, you know, here's how long it should take, they are frustrating the customer who takes it out on the store that's the part that they're just right it just they don't seem to be aware of and then i just think it also looks to look in michigan where the governor said you can, can't have more than two people in a boat now how do you come up <laughs> with a number like that <laughs> what about know. a family of four so what happens then only like wh- where are you making up these numbers there's no
2: well,
1: guidance to anything no, like that
2: th- there's not and and listen th- this that is where it's getting to the absurdity but but and, you know, we can have a moment and, <clears throat> and you laugh, but then it's not funny. No. Because what the output of what the outcome is going to be. Um, John, I also would say with that, like what you're saying about guidance for restaurants and you're talking about a wait staff and they're supposed to take down all this contact information and everyone's afraid to touch anything at the table. Yeah. Um, it, it's unworkable. There are have been already anecdotes the Rhode Island Health Department, is under trained i'm sorry they are not properly trained right in general Yep. in good times yes so if you're telling us that you're going to have that very uneven performing you know department is going to give guidelines and and like it's just this is this thing of contact tracing i think it's fiction it's by the time they set up a protocol and get it right, we'll have the vaccine. Yes. We can only hope. So I just think it's ridiculous. And and uh, again, I think that they should be spending all their energy to go find out all the things the Rhode Island Health Department has clearly missed in terms of good protocol in the nursing homes, you know, and, and go back to that as opposed to let's just cripple and destroy the restaurants and the restaurant industry, I, I think, you know, they're really heading down the wrong path with this. These are unworkable things, and you're right. They're, but they're going off of um, guidance that it just seems, I, I don't know where they're assembling they're really these, in, these decisions. They're not well-informed. And they're not matching what other states are doing, by the way.
1: They're not, and it's putting more of a burden. So then if someone a week ago came and had coffee, at your restaurant and sat outside and met someone for a quick coffee you have to now contact all of the people that were there during the course of the week to say that someone had coffee there apparently tested positive for the virus not that they're in the hospital not that they're deathly ill um so all of the people now also as you and i both know i mean i think it's human nature if that happened who, who's going to rush back to go to that restaurant again? It's almost right, as if right. they contacted you and said you know someone had food poisoning or something I mean it it's just this the, the the our system was never set up for medical people to be setting up business guidelines and decisions
2: not not at all and like I say, you know other states they're getting the input, which I'm sure in mass they're trying to get the input of actual you know, veterans of the restaurant industry who know more than Dr. Scott and her uneven trained staff about how to do this. Uh, and I think another reality check for all this, J.D. So you, you bankrupt restaurants. You throw more people. Th- this is sadly very predictable of what's going to happen this yeah. You throw all these people on unemployment. Let's face it. Uh, it's been reported that without continued federal help, the Rhode Island Fund for unemployment benefits will actually be empty in a matter of weeks. That's right. And, and you know, but they, there's a real news check for this governor, okay? So it's like you want to bankrupt all of it. You can't pay, you know, the benefits. You're going to create poverty where it didn't need to be in Rhode Island. You're yep. going to create another escape of people are just going to flee the state as a lot of people started to do after 08. Um, and and again, because they're somewhat stubborn and they're very convinced of, you know, that their prescription is the right thing. I don't see it.
1: Folks, it's John DiPietro. Uh, we're going to take a quick break when we come back more with uh, Donna Perry. And uh, we're going to talk about we will talk about the Biden campaign. Also, very interesting. Providence Journal read ran a piece by Howard Sutton. Who one time ran the journal that and a lot more right here on the John DePetro show it's john DePietro. listen folks this is a unique situation but instead of wasting the time by just watching television or old episodes or old movies instead clean up your home clean up your attic clean up your basement and your garage call brothers disposal today 401-688-0517 call them for a free estimate they will deliver a dumpster right to your home do some spring cleaning use this time to finally clean that out that old junk from your basement from your attic from your garage do some spring cleaning use this unique time call brother's disposal today 401-688-0517 they'll come to your home they will drop off a dumpster. You load it up. Tell them whenever it is. Maybe it stays for a week. Maybe it stays for a weekend. Maybe it stays for one day. Call Brother's Disposal today. Free estimate, 401-688-0517. Stop watching Netflix. Do something productive. Finally, clean up your home. Clean out that garage or the attic or the basement. Call Brother's Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Free estimate, 401 401- It's Brother's Disposal, and let's get a dumpster in the
2: driveway attention business owners in today's world customers judge you by your website and for most people their first introduction to your business or company is your website Karen Etchels at Innovest is here to help give her a call at 401-321-2799 hey now it's 2020 you gotta freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented if you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business you could receive the web at www.innovast.com
1: well it's John DePietro. this portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson propane now listen you want to be prepared for what's going ahead now is the time to stock up on propane stop in Phil never runs out that's right Phil Johnson never runs out easy to get to located 904 manton avenue in providence and it's right in front of stop and Shop, right over near rhode island college they are open seven days a week propane tank and supplies they fill blue rhino and they will fill up all your propane tanks credit cards debit cards are accepted you can call phil johnson at 401-621-8129 401-621-8129 johnson propane 904 manton avenue in providence call phil 401-621-8129 now is the time to stock up it's John drive in no wait propane filling station they'll fill up your tank now is the time you want to make sure you don't know what's going to happen and if in fact you get locked down or you have to be out then you want to make sure you have propane johnson propane 904 manton avenue in providence i i'm stopping by to have phil fill up i have two tanks i'm gonna have them both filled up 401-621-8129 stop in and see him he's just terrific and again right 904 manton avenue in providence right near rhode island college and right in front of stop and shop Folks, it's John DePetro weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 a.m. 1380. You can always listen online at DePetro.com. I want to jump back in. Uh, with me is Donna Perry, one of my siblings. This is petro Debate about the Biden campaign. Where do you see the Biden campaign? It's almost, um, boy, I mean, days, even the weeks go by. You don't even hear from him. When you do hear from him, there's always um, like a gaffe. And he seems he is mm-hmm. literally health-wise failing and fa- failing in a fast amount of time. But the big thing that everyone is waiting for exactly is who is he going to choose to be his VP?
2: Yeah, so on a couple of things on that. First, I think what is shaping up of how November will, you know, really be decided um, is everything else in the, the first three and a half years gets wiped out by, by this episode of the virus. And I think it's going to come down to, you know, who do you trust and believe can best pull America out of kind of this mess and also this severe um you know economic downturn. So I think that's gonna be the frame up between Trump and Biden. That that's how it's gonna shake out. Um and I do think that I, I find it hard to believe that there will be energy and belief around Biden in with that enormous task. That's one thing. And I think in terms of the VP stakes which which are going to get um you know more and more relevant and a lot more speculation is increasing in these weeks as it's returning the corner toward the summer soon um you know the people that for, for different reasons jd i think they almost believe it has to be an african american female it just has to be that i think that's they're going to go down that road Um, And there's been a little bit of speculation more that Kamala Harris has more emerged a little ahead of for a while of the Stacey Abrams of of Georgia as more the leading character. And on that, I want to just say that I think when you look at these kind of VP decisions, one of the biggest boxes they want them to check off is someone who's really already been vetted and they've been in the public eye um, and I think that sensibility about that goes to both parties. It goes all the way back to the Dan Quayle, you know, thing when he wasn't that well known. And then it was just this assault on on Bush's pick way back then. And I think the thing is, I think Stacey Abrams, to a lot of people, she's not known nationally. And I do think she has emerged as a very partisan, very partisan. Yes. Figure, you know, um she came out of that bruising race for governor she really almost then has created a platform that you know the other side cheated um and and so she set up this vote you know non-profit organization but i do think she's very partisan and i just think they probably might look to a kamala harris for who was of course running a race herself um, she wasn't didn't run a very good race, but you know they they will they won't care about that. I think they might see that she's known, she's a senator. I think she is telegenic and she's um, not not always been that polished a speaker, but you know we'll we'll see. I think I felt Amy Klobuchar uh, certainly brings a lot to him more for the battleground state. Sure, you know, she she just I felt really resonates um, with she's very relatable to people, and I just want to say you know, suburban women and that independent vote option that they bring is going to be very important to the to that, uh, you know, the race for him. And we'll we'll see where he goes with that.
1: Now, would you um, how much do you think uh, the visibility with this Corona task force um, that uh, Vice President Mike Pence, how much of that visibility do you think has actually not only helped him, but will in fact help the Trump campaign is now Pence becomes a, I think, a pretty effective weapon to send out there on the campaign trail.
2: I I actually uh, agree very much. I mean, I think his stock has gone up like five hundred percent by having this. Um, and I'm glad for him, JD. Yes. I think he is one of he to me is the really one of the bright spots for them. He is. I think he has, you know, really uh, carried himself. Uh, he is just eternally diplomatic with sometimes very nasty national media attacks um he he's really like the anti-trump in that way you know um and so i think they they do a, they were a nice match a good cop bad cop kind of thing a little bit um but i think his stock has risen and despite all the attacks i think he has taken what was almost an impossibly complicated frightening urgent situation and he put border into it in the White House. I think uh you would have find governors who maybe won't say that on the record and the Democrats, but he's worked really well with the states and I think it has made you know a, a year ago any premature talk that would he stay on the ticket that's gone. I mean he's very solid he and is. I, I think he's an asset to them now, and you're right going out on the trail. he's the point man to talk about you know, here's how we helped the country plow plod through the pandemic.
1: I want to go to the local element. And that is number one, our friend Ed Acorn. I'm glad for him. He's actually started at acorn.com and has his own website. But Howard Sutton, who for years ran the Providence Journal, when it was announced that Ed Acorn had left the Providence Journal, I I was actually shocked. Some of the people saying, oh, it's about time because, you know, uh, they should just report the news. And sometimes the editorial would color the news. And I'm so the progressive side, I'd see these people on Twitter saying, oh, I'm so glad it's left. Howard Sutton steps forward and says the, con- the direction of the Providence Journal right now with no editorials, that the journal has lost their soul.
2: Yeah, that I think that is it's such a compliment to Ed and all the talent that he brought to that page and for someone of the stature of Howard Sutton. Who, who really was the publisher, and some might say, you know, really was during the era of its heyday. I mean, for him to really say, I'm sorry, I'm speaking out, which isn't common for, you know, retired publishers, and just say, you got, you got it really wrong on this. John, you know, an editorial page editor, which was the technical title that Ed had, it is, is just a critical piece that actually differentiates Um, the the paper and just from having local news and then have an editorial page where it's all cut and pasted from everything else around the country, by the way. Yes. You know, and sadly, that's what you will see now. You know, you just, you know, things will get pasted in from all around. And that's what they do when you don't have that kind of a really talented, strong um, editorial page editor, um, someone of, of the stature and talent. Of, of Ed and also providing that voice and where he was unafraid to talk about some ugly truths about Rhode Island and how yes. it's managed and how it, you know, there are people who for years, as you and I know, they, everyone only called the public unions special interests. Guess what? They're public unions. That's right. You can say it. I think, I think he was the first guy to just come out and say it and they have a disproportionate power Everyone who lives there should understand that and, and how it's hurt the state when it's not held in check. So he brought that voice and for Howard Sutton to say something so, um, I think it's just so, unfortunately, it's very spot on and say, you know, that that's the, the soul of a paper. And just to cut that out, it, it's, 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 it's kind of sad to see where, where the journal now, you know, appears headed.
1: Folks again, she is the uh, columnist for the Sun Chronicle. It is Donna Perry. DJ, great job. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Great to be Remember for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today 508 336 2110 MEG, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today 508-336- 2110. Mega truck and trailer repair. FHWA inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair.
0: 2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Mega Logistics,
1: they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's John DiPietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Soul Source Restoration. A Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul, S-O-L-E, like the soul of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700, 401 712 2700 coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service rhode island massachusetts and connecticut you know soul source restoration folks they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need as far as residential is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family for your friends for yourself soul source restoration same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. We spoke with Mike CP of Soul Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Soul Source Restoration different than every other company.
3: We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about fifteen years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true ninety-nine point nine percent disinfectant service.
1: Mike, Sole Source Restoration, and again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Sole Source Restoration. What is? What would you say? What is the goal? What is the goal of the company?
3: Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers.
1: And with sole source restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company, certainly in Rhode Island right now, but the way I understand it, I've heard you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have.
3: We utilize CDC-approved hospital-grade disinfectant, enhanced with sporocyte and virocyte that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers. These microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for a micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens.
1: You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike C.P., Soul service restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus.
3: These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant. In a way that's going to kill the coronavirus.
1: Mike, with sole source restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service?
3: Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers.
1: Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC-approved environmentally and pet-friendly. They have the protective equipment. They have the type of equipment that you need. Don't take any chances. A Rhode Island-based company, and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus. Sole Source Restoration. Call them today. Home or business. 401-712-2700. 401 401-712. 712 2700. It's Soul Source Restoration, Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Again, look for them online, soulsourcerestoration.com. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. Non stop coverage, pandemic worldwide. The coronavirus hits Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You can listen live at the website. You ever miss any coverage at the website at the top, click on Radio Show. You can listen. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's John DiPietro Show, and as always, you can email me, john at dipietro.com. Much more ahead, pandemic coverage on the John DiPietro Show. This portion of the John DiPietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today, your best lawn ever, guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401 401- 392-1025 or online they have a great website lawndoctor.com. what do they do well outdoor pest control annual program lawn care service they make great lawns happen lawn doctor island your lawn care company love your lawn best lawn guaranteed call them today 401-392-1025 free uh, consultation and estimate 401 401- lawn doctor and now is the time because you can get the early spring the crabgrass control time release fertilizer professional blend of high calcium line lawn doctor go online check them out it's lawn or call them today 401-392-1025 lawn doctor